and I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. Well, it's Friday and you all know what that means. Another episode of the Exiled Outcast. I'm your co-host Dan, but we can't do this without the head of the house. What's going on, boss man? Nothing much. It's been a very uh, long week for me, so it's been <laughs> this Spider Verse came out, so it was. It's been a hell of a weekend, I will say. So getting ready for Transformers the following week, so. I have I have not kept up with movies as of late. I don't know what is going on as far as like movies coming out. I know Guardians of the Galaxy came out last week. I, I don't know what it's about. I don't know the story. I know Adam Warlock's in it, but I'll check it out when it hits uh, my Disney Plus. Uh you don't you don't like supporting the films in the theater? Just oh, for no be ashamed go, of you. Go fuck yourself. All right, I'm a busy motherfucker. All right. I have too, but I still literally I was working. I was working on it's your uh, job. No, true, but I was working on Thursday and I got I got cut. So I took that time. I was originally just gonna go see the boogeyman. Then I took the time out of my day to to go see. I literally went in right when it was started Spider-Man into Spider or Cross Spider. You you work at a movie theater, so you get to see the movies for free. Yes, yes. So, uh, so wait, wait, how are you supporting the Film industry. They probably sent the money through there. I don't know how the uh, yeah, right, that right. works. Yeah, I see. Hypocritical dick. That's what you are. Oh no, no. Like, well, I was even a member of AMCA list for like. Uh, t- what no, was no, it? no, 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 no. You were trying to give me shit, and you don't. You watch movies for free. Regal Unlimited. Freaking! <laughs> I probably would be a part of Alamo Draft House one that they that they have too. So it's like it's like there's different ones. So yeah. So and speak- then we pass to make a comeback for crying out loud. Speaking of movies, right? We're here. We're here to talk about old versus new remakes versus the originals. And I know the thumbnail shows two very icon- iconic pictures of the same character. But this is where you and I split because I believe you like the newer version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Uh, n- now, disclaimer as well. This was actually the first. The first one I saw was the remake. <clears throat> so, why? What is it about the new one? Did you see the original? Yes, I saw it later on. Like what? What interests me? My mother and I were going to see Freddy versus Jason. This is the <clears throat> first horror film I saw in the theaters. It was also the first Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street film, technically, that I saw in the theaters because. The movie, the I, I think the only other movie that I could have seen was Jason X in 02. So that was like the only other one that wow, came out. See, I fucking feel bad for you because you're a fucking child. Yeah, I love it. Like I like Jason in space. I love I love when they just don't give a shit when they it's say so it. dumb though. That's like Leprechaun in space or Leprechaun. Oh yeah, Lep in the hood of the dude. Yeah, Lepre- Leprechaun in the hood is still my favorite Leprechaun movie. A friend with weed is a friend indeed. Yeah, this <laughs> is stupid. But like I, I was like they were showing the trailers for the movies, right? Yeah. For uh, for the upcoming movies, and the first one, the last one they show was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was so creeped out by it, and I didn't know nothing about it. My mom, of course, 
seeing the original back in the day. She would tell me all about it. Now, when I was a kid, I used to think, and she would tell me, it was based on a true story like in that. Well, Later on, I would realize that yeah, it's, real inspired one, it, it's inspired by some guy who had a hacksaw and he killed someone. Yeah, Ed Gein, who basically yeah. inspired Norman Bates, Buffalo Bill, Leatherface, the list goes on. Yeah. And so um, now, now my mom would not let me watch it <clears throat> for years. None of them, not even the remake. Uh, so I, I can't remember exactly when, probably when I bought the DVD and I finally decided to watch it. And I always said that the, that the chainsaw, whenever the chainsaw, I could see why my mom, because she said when she saw it in the, in the remake in the theaters, she kept feeling like she needed to crawl over her seat because the chainsaw would just, every time it turned on, she would get just it's a Pavlov's dog fucking kind of shit. Yeah, and so, so like I felt that same way watching it even years later, and I also loved the design of the the mask and all that other stuff with Leatherface. Plus, um, what was it? Ar I, I cannot remember the actor's name who played the, the sheriff in this in the remake. I think he's even more terrifying than Leatherface. Oh, because he's sick in the head. Yeah. yeah, I think it was his, okay. So, what a lot of people don't realize is it was his idea for them to become cannibals. Oh, yeah, because there's this, like it's, it's gonna spoil it, but like if you haven't seen any at least one, of the Texas, 20 years old now, no, so, if, you yeah. if you haven't seen one of the Texas Chainsaw Master movies, what the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah, so basically, the the town had come on hard times, and the big the big money maker in the town was the was the slaughterhouse, it was a butcher, like there, there was a butcher town. And um, when the when when the town started going broke, they needed a way to survive, and so they started. When visitors would come by, they would just eat them. <laughs> they, they would cannibalize people. Oh yeah, and, and and that was the thing with. Um, and then they would they would further explain like in the prequel series because there was a prequel to this movie called The Beginning, which yeah I enjoyed too. I know a lot of people didn't like as much as the the remake. Uh, it was also the first remake under the. Michael Bay production company Platinum Dunes. And Platinum Dunes has that's, a very and that's where I think we you and I split. You're over here fucking promoting and being happy about a movie that has an attachment to Michael Bay. What made the new one I'll I'll say straight up, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the one that's depicted here, not the 15 remakes after that. The yeah, one depicted here wasn't bad. I thought it was a very well done remake, if we're really being honest. But that first original 1970, I can't remember the, the date, but the 1970s version, it terrified me. I remember going to a Hollywood video, if you can remember that. I mean, oh, yes. Talking like back in the days of like Blockbuster and shit. Yeah, like, there, was, there was literally a Hollywood video and a Blockbuster across the street from each other where I used to live. But at Hollywood Video, I would always go back to the horror section because and I would, you would see Jason, you would see Freddy. Uh, and they, we're talking like videos not dvds video yeah. set, vhs and i would see the fucking vhs for the texas chainsaw massacre and i would think wow and i looked in the back of it and i see this guy with a chainsaw and a fucking mask made out of fucking uh, someone's face with lipstick on it and i i, I never I, I would always look at it and my cousin would say because he was older than me you want me to get that for you and i'm like you know at that at, at that time I'm like 13 14 I can't I can't get that movie yeah but, uh, the highest quality of gore I could get was doom on Super Nintendo and oh <laughs> so 
I'm sitting here looking at it, and he goes, I'm like, no, 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 because it's the, the, the fucking VHS scared me. So then later in life, I ended up watching it. And again, you can sit here and say this new movie is great, but it goes back to the idea of quality over quantity. And I looked at this and the story they told, it's like the equivalent of like you and I are both wrestling fans, right? Yeah. <coughs> WWE now versus ECW. Yes, you're not going to get the best movie or video quality. You're not going to get the best of this and that, but the story, the, the, the terror, like when you heard that chainsaw then from the 1970s version, you hear the squealing of Leatherface running down the hallway. You know he's coming. Like him throwing people on hooks. And I don't think there, like the influence of that movie has changed. I, wait, I think the way that we look at horror in general, I think that a game like Dead by Daylight would not exist with the, with the mechanics of hooking people like if it wasn't for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1970, uh, I think it's 1979. Anyway, but all that stuff happened because of that movie. And you can put a fresh coat of paint on it, but in my opinion, it's not as terrifying as watching something that almost looks like real-life gorilla footage. Oh, yeah. And, and one thing, I go off top for a second, but uh, – Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, is not even my number two favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie of all time. Actually, that one is part two. Great, mostly as Chop Top. But see, that, that's what ruined it for me. Well, do you know that, that Toby Hooper actually was his original goal of this movie? The original was to make it a black comedy. Yeah, I get that, but it's just. When they, okay, so when you when you get to all the way through the third one, where they got a uh, who was that? Vigo Mortensen. That Vigo was uh, the guy who had the leg. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen. That was or, or uh, I think that was the fourth one with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, when you get to that, it's like it just becomes cartoonish. It's it's just not, you know. And that one's a guilty pleasure just because of Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, if Matthew McConaughey was in that movie, that probably be the worst one. In my opinion. remote control, like a TV remote that controls his leg. It's ridiculous. And that dead body that all of a sudden that comes to life out of nowhere. And the second, I think the second one's where the guy has two chainsaws and he's fighting. Yeah. And the man. Yes, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Dennis it's Hopper. So, like I said, it's just so over the top when you had a, a template for something that was just wonderful as far as like fear. Like, how real is that? Out in the woods, in the boonies, in a foot, every, every every fucking state has a point or a place in them. There's a countryfied area, right? There's an area where it's just all basic wilderness and just very few houses. How real is that? That out in the boonies somewhere, there's this family who has a mentally deranged son who chopped people up with a chainsaw and wears their faces. Yeah, it, it's it like going going with that. It, it's it is terrifying regarding all that. Um, and one thing I will say regarding like the, the house from the original looks more like a, even though I prefer the house from the remake, I just like the kind of macabre gothic look of that house. The plantation style? From Yeah, from the remake. Uh, but the one from the from the original, like that one I could see, say, you, that's like a house that you would probably see that type of stuff in. Like that one mm -hmm. looks too... Theatrical yeah. through to, yeah. uh, but I kind of like the house looking like that, and and we even with the sliding door. Like I, I remember even in the tr trailer for the remake, you never you only saw a glimpse of of Leatherface at the end when he slides the door. 
And that one image uh, regarding that just terrified me as a kid, just seeing that like quick little, like you'd have to freeze frame it. Uh, I'll say this, the new one did something really well that the original didn't. Um, the new one, the remake that you're talking about, the very end of the movie, they go down there with a film crew and they make it. And yes. You, and, yeah. And you see him like he attacks them. Yes. And I like that, like the beginning and the end, how they bookend it with that, with that word. And one thing I've always liked, even of the franchise as a whole, is that they've gotten the same narrator basically for every single movie that they and needed. You know he's from Texas because he's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I speaking of which, speaking of the original, I did recently, I've been meaning to watch it on 4K because I got the 4K version of it because I'm very curious because since that movie's so grainy, so, you know. And, and fuck you, by the way, for making me actually, like, look at quality of movies now. So now I go back when I see a chance to watch a 4K flick. I'm like, ah, oh, that actually does look so much nicer. I, I, I keep telling, like, I remember I, I watched... The first time I truly appreciated a a a um, 4K was watching Suspiria, the original on on 4K, and just the opening scene of the movie. I'm like, this like I, I showed it to a friend of mine who never saw Suspiria. He didn't even hear about it, but I told him it has witches and all that. So he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. So I showed it to him, and he he didn't believe that this movie was back in the 70s. That's how good it, like how masterful they did in, in restoring that movie, and um, so I'm 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 very curious to see how that movie, how Texas All Massacre, because again with, I know people complained about the Friday Thirteenth 4K being too dark, but I'm like, that's the point, you know. I'm like I'm like uh, it's supposed to look dark. Well, I mean, uh, and, and, and we're talking about we've been talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and a few other things, but we're here to talk about remakes. And speaking yeah. of fucking remakes, one of the big controversies that's going on right now is the Little Fucking Mermaid. Oh yeah, and, and I and I like people have been asking me, "Am I going to go see?" It? And I'm like, "No." And 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 people are uh, most people with a brain no knows why I don't watch it. I would it's like to know. Oh, I want to hear your opinion because I have. Yeah, I, I don't like. Okay, so just to put it out there one of the things that people are complaining about is that they're making her black. And I, yeah. like, and my thing is I don't give a fuck. She's, a I don't fucking, either. She's a fucking mermaid. Just like in uh one, like I think it was game of Thrones or something or some new Hobbit or new fucking Tolkien fucking movie came coming out that there's black elves. I don't give a fuck if there's black elves. I don't give a fuck if there's brown elves. I don't give a fuck if a tree is off putting brown i don't care if it's a good fucking piece of entertainment and media i'm gonna like it if not whatever exactly and i and i think we've talked about this before where i mentioned like i had no issue with jeffrey wright being uh gordon in the recent batman movie and i said because he's a talented actor and i prefer his gordon over gary oldman that's controversial i love gary oldman but i i feel the dynamic between gordon and batman more consistent in this movie and they were the, fucking friends and, and as much as i love gary oldman and i'm hoping i need to see the batman i really do and we'll need to talk about that. you have not seen it i haven't and i keep putting it off and putting it off but i need to see it but yeah, just um, subscribe to max if you haven't already I haven't already i have it okay i'll say this right right 
Gordon and Batman were fucking friends. And as much as I love Gary Oldman, you know how much I talk about Dracula and how much yeah. he is the definitive Dracula for me. As much as I love like Lost Boys and I love uh, Keith Sutherland's uh, depiction of, uh, uh, what was his name? Vampires. What was his name? David. David. As much as I love his depiction, Gary Oldman will always be like the premiere. Like even even Trips and I've talked about it and how he she likes his little hat. You know, he's he's sexy. Oh yeah. he's like whatever. He did not do the job that I thought he could have as Gordon. Like he you don't I don't feel like they're fucking friends. I feel like he turns on a light and the bat guy shows up. That's how that's basically the Oh way. yeah. And that and that was the thing. Like I I like um and that was the thing I liked about this movie is what they they because the, my main thing with it was that they need that one thing I felt like that's been lacking in the Batman movies is is the uh, is the of course the detective aspect of it. I feel like this is the closest thing. You know, now, this is the worst fucking episode so far because we're so getting off topic and going into movies. Oh, look out for the end. Well, look, well look Batman could be considered a, a reimagining of, of many other Batman movies. So we could we could but, use I mean, that, and that, that is considered old versus new because. But we also old, got the Flash coming out, which has Michael Keaton in it. But the overarching like like narrative is the controversy about old versus new remakes versus the original. Yeah, right? and we're talking about like I said, we're talking about the Little Mermaid. Now, I'll ask you this: What is your opinion on if on making a remake? Because nothing new seems to be coming out. We live in a world where everything's a fucking remake. What do you think about that? Well, I'll answer two questions. One, uh, the reason why I, I didn't want to see the um, Little Mermaid is because uh, I've seen clips of it. I think, like, um, the scenes I've seen, Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. I thought she does a really good job. I'm not the biggest Melissa McCarthy fan. Uh, but my main reason why I haven't, I, I don't have an interest is because most of the Disney live-action remakes of their animated classics have not done well. Like um, Mulan was a bore, Lion King was awful. Uh, see, Aladdin, besides Will Smith, was a bore. Uh, the only movies I would say that are good remakes of the animated. So wait, 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 I haven't seen any of the remakes because I'm so like I don't know. I just haven't had time, or I just haven't thought about it. So you're telling me that Aladdin wasn't good, other than Will Smith's part as genie. So basically, yeah. it was the same movie because the only thing that made the original Aladdin interesting was Robin Williams. He carried that movie. Oh, oh, the, no, the, no, the characters were ten- well. Jasmine was good in in the live action. I, I gotta give her credit, but like the the characters were far less interesting, and boring. I, I'm talking like like Jafar was just the most boring villain I've seen in a long time, and because uh, I like Jafar in the original. Um, and then, really, the only movies I liked of the live action was The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, and surprisingly, Cinderella. <clears throat> Besides that, mostly I was, I am, even though it's not a remake of an anime movie, I am looking forward to the Haunted Mansion remake that's coming out in July, I believe, with Owen I Wilson. Why are they making so many fucking remakes? Where are the original fucking properties where are the original shit coming out i mean well here's the thing about re uh, like I'll, I'll talk about this what i like about remakes and why i think remakes are good whether it's in movies games or whatever if people know it's a remake of something they may go and check out the original just to, to kind of compare it or see and, and these could be people who never even heard of these movies like 
I'll throw an example out there. We, I talked about Platinum Dunes. Platinum Dunes did a lot of fucking remakes, and most of them were bad. Uh, Friday, Friday 13th remake wasn't bad, but the Nightmare on Elm Street was bad. But, like, uh, I already knew about those movies. So, like, a movie like The Hitcher that uh, never even heard of the original. Saw they were making one with uh, Sean Bean, and and I, I checked out. It was not really a good movie, but, you know, I like Sean Bean in it. But my point is that maybe if at that time, if I never even heard of this movie, I wouldn't have seen the original later on or whatever, you know, um, like even Evil Dead 2 is technically, if you really want to look at a shot for shot remake of the um, of the original because they had a better budget. Uh, also, I preferred the 2013 Evil Dead movie over the other Evil Dead movies. <laughs> uh, there are some remakes that I think. Like, um, for example, there was a uh, there there are franchises that remake their movies multiple times. Absolutely, it's annoying. And issue. one of them was Black Christmas. Black Christmas is considered by many as like the original slasher movie. Like besides Psycho, I, I call Psycho the original slasher, but um, the uh, re the original it was a uh, in the seventies before. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, before a lot of these movies. And and this movie was kind of an unsung hero of slashers. Well, they didn't re they remade it twice. They remade it in 20 or 2006, which is more of a gory version of the original with more backstory. Then they remade it again in 2019. Basically, the only thing it had in common with the original movies was that it took place in a college and that it was uh what do you call it? In the name. I'm talking 2019 version. I've always called that movie Feminism the movie because they just they a bunch of girls. Yeah. And they say, oh, this generation of women, like these these killers, underestimate this generation of women. And I went on an entire rant about that movie back then. I, I will most remakes I will own. So, but I can applaud the idea of trying something new. This is going to be a, a controversial take. You're probably going to hate my guts, and that's is what it is. But it's it's par for the course. Ghostbusters, the all girl cast, hated the movie, loved the idea. Because it was I, I I will different. say this: I liked Kate McKinnon. That was that, that's the one thing I will give that movie credit. I hate the movie too, but I, I think it needs to belong with the actual like collection and the lore. Fuck no! It was horrible. It bombed. It was shit. But yeah. the idea of doing something different. I'll go back to this: Scarface, nineteen fifty something. I can't remember what it's called. Nineteen some eight. No, nineteen whatever. Was the story of the rise and fall of an American gangster, right? Yes. When they made Scarface, nineteen eighty. With Al Pacino, excellent film, bombed in the box office, but like became a cult classic. But it was the, the the premise was the rise and fall of an American gangster. It yeah. was the same story. It wasn't the same story, but it was they, they took very minimal ideas and made it something else. Now they've been talking about redoing Scarface for years. And I blows my mind at the fact that they're trying to redo the story of a Cuban national coming over. Why would you do that? I, I heard they're actually trying to they're doing something different with they're not there. Yes. I, I can't remember exactly because they've they've followed so many different ideas of what they could do with it. Recently they've been trying to talk thrown around from what I in like forums and shit I've read. They've been throwing around the idea of a Mexican cartel member coming over. 
and rising up in prominence using uh, nefarious means. Yeah, which I think would work. What do I? And I think on namesake alone, it would. But stop trying. My thing is this: stop trying to rehash old stories. The one remake I, I you know, and this is going to be weird. One of the one remake, one of the one few remakes I actually think we did very well. Total Recall, with uh, was it Colin Farrell? See, I like as far as I, I liked it as as a as a standalone movie, but as a Total Recall film, I didn't like didn't like it. I, like I think I, I'm a big component that like there's certain. Actors, you know, with movies that can't be remade, Arnold, a lot of the Arnold movies. But see, that's the, the old Arnold movies. I always see. I love that. I love like it, 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 like that's the thing with with um. That's like why the Predator movies, even though Prey was fucking amazing, but like most of the Predator movies have not been the same without Arnold because I just that's the thing. I, he doesn't. It doesn't need. Okay, for instance, you like Rocky, right? You've seen the Rocky series. Yeah. Okay. Moving in, I thought that Rocky, everybody can agree that Rocky 1 through 3 are amazing, right? As a trilogy, yeah. that's great, right? Rocky 4, we don't talk about Rocky 4. Rocky Balboa, I think, was a was a good swan song for, for I, I think it was absolutely perfect. That's the tell end. I really wish Adrian was in it, but her her being not in it, it kind of made it, made it more a stronger story. Um, and then you move into the Creed series. And I love the first two Creed movies. I thought they were great. And, I, and a lot of people were upset because uh, Sylvester Stallone was not in Creed 3. But the fact is, you have to let that character move on with his fucking life. He can't be Rocky forever. Agreed. Uh, and and, and, and I haven't seen Creed 3, but I've heard good things about it. So I, I need it. That's yeah, what. And he, he, as a director, that young guy, he's doing, he's, he did a wonderful fucking job. But moving Creed into a, the next. And then, if you want to continue with that, the biggest issue I have with these movies and, and entertainment and shit like that, that are just remaking shit, is it, it's laziness. We don't have any new IPs. We don't have anything. Now, I will say this. My opinion on that, as far as video games, is completely different. Because I love this. I love what they did with Resident Evil Remake. Resident, yes. Evil, Resident Evil Remake 2. Um, I wasn't. I, I loved Resident Evil Remake 3, even though I thought it was too short. And you cut out the clock. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Capcom. And then the remake of Resident Evil 4 has been beautiful. I'm waiting for five, so trips and I can play the shit out of that. But oh yeah, Resident Evil 5. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, like uh yeah, the remakes for games, because it's different with the games compared to the movies, because the games you're talking about different, different layouts, different, different, like like for example, like of course the um Resident Evils were like like corners and all that stuff. You had to, you had to basically you would switch from one area, like, and yeah, all that. The fixed camera angles. Yeah, and then of course, like even with Resident Evil Four, even Five, you had the where you could move while aiming. Well, which, and, then, uh, and so what I find um, interesting is that they have an opportunity if they do Resident Evil Five remake and it's good. They have the chance, and this is one of the few times where I think you should be allowed to do a remake. When the game is so poorly received, when the game is so shit that you have you have a duty to your audience to make it up to them and them and do it right. Resident Evil Six is by far the most one, one of the most despised games of all time. They went too far. I think the story was great. I think the gameplay was great. I thought the item mechanics were horrible. That's the biggest downfall for me in that game. 
I thought that the different diverse paths you could go. I thought like I thought there was a lot of saving graces in six, but when they messed with the like like five had a wonderful and, and four had a wonderful item management system where like, you can get weapons this and that you can get you know you can you can basically make your character the way you want it to right and play style you want yeah and they fucked it up in six I like but they but they went full action they went full action they they said fuck survival horror this is going to be full action with zombies and, and monsters and that's what their downfall was but they have an opportunity say they do Resident Evil five remake they have an opportunity now to really do something special. And I don't think anybody's picked up on that. Yeah, and, and that's another thing I wanted to say, or even going back to the movie side, is that they, like, I also like when, like, the one time I, I really prefer a remake of an older movie is if, let's say, if the movie had a great premise or great idea, and then it was handled poorly, and they remake it, and they have the opportunity to remedy that. Oh, I agree uh, with that. Like, there are certain movies that, you know, and then, let's also forget, we were talking Scarface earlier, uh, the remakes of foreign films. And usually, not all the time, but usually, remakes of foreign films usually don't end well due to the culture, the differences of culture, whatnot. Like, for example, the remake of Old Boy with Josh Brolin that came out back in 10 years, or 10 years ago, or yeah, 10 years ago, actually, and uh old boy the original is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year they're actually re-releasing theaters i'm going to try to watch that for the first time in theaters but the original old boy was kind of one of the first foreign language films i watched where i you know i used to be one of the people that thinks oh i can't watch a movie with japanese chinese uh spanish subtitles you know this that and the third but uh Old Boy was one of the first ones I was able to do that where, you know, I can, I can like look past it and, and like it for what it, for what it is. But like they tried remaking it and it, it's, they just did a poor job with it. But another foreign remake that they did that actually did wonders was The Departed. The Departed was, of course, a remake of a film called Infernal Affairs. And so they remade that. And of course, that was an Oscar-nominated, Oscar-winning movie. Uh, and it got people in, in, interested to check it out in Infernal Affairs, which I want to this, this will be right over your alley, going down the horror line of things. A Japanese foreign film that was remade that did wonderful numbers in the beginning. Um, I'm not worried about what the, the, the series went through afterwards, but the original, just talking about the original, was The Ring. Ring yes. Ring was like beloved in Japan. They loved that movie. It was terrifying. It talked about certain Oni aspects and, and the like tales of the ghosts, their versions of uh, haunting spirits and homes. And they brought that to an American audience. And who doesn't forget that last scene from fucking Ring when she comes out the TV and kills Homeboy? Like yes, was yes, it was um, like the Ring, the Ring, and, and yeah, you're right because like the Ring and then the Grudge. I was always oh, more oh. afraid of. Those those uh, ghosts and anything else, uh, I used to have nightmares about about um, the characters from The Ring and the Grudge. Yeah, I, I, I usually scare a lot of my coworkers with that sound. I'll, I'll go go on my YouTube, say, "Oh, gurgling sound." Twelve hours, I just play, and they're like, "What the hell's that sound?" 
But see, um, like, it was well done. It was well received. It was it was it was taking a Japanese concept, remaking a Japanese film for an American audience. I love that idea. I think that's fantastic. I think we need more of that. Um, there's an anime series called Rio Rio Kinshin or something like that. Yeah, and it's done. It's an anime. They did a live action in um, Japan. And if they were to remake that for the American audience, I think that would be fantastic. Just like a lot of the animes they do nowadays. Like, like, like when the Japanese dub something and you bring it over to the States and you start showing people, it, it just it, it hits differently, you know? There are great ideas that we could share, but it, it just needs to be in the right hands, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and like, another example of, of a remake, and, and I'm, I'm in the minority on this, I, I liked... Now, I don't think it's better, but I did like the Child's Play remake with Mark Hamill. Uh, while I do believe Brad Dorf can never be replaced as Chucky, I thought Mark Hamill did a decent job regarding that. Um, but basically, they did the same story, but better with Megan a couple of years later. So it's kind of like Megan was interesting. I, I like what I saw of it. I think, she, I think some of it was a little over the top, but she was a character was terrifying. Yeah, but it brought it into this generation. Like you know, like what is one of the biggest fears we have? Artificial intelligence. Skynet. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm saying, like it's one of those things that it, it's just it's out there and it's 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 a real threat to some people. And to make that into a fucking flick, kind of yeah. Oh yeah, and we've and we've had like franchises like that for a while, like. Uh, we were talking about also about the Jap the Japanese movies. Another remake that came out in 08 that was awful, but it was a one missed call. Again, another another pr premise, an idea that could work, but was handled poorly when it got ported over. Uh, it, it's it, also like the French extremity movies or the like the those types of movies that they've tried to remake have been awful due to the fact that some some of these. They can't go as over the top here like they did in Japan. Either back then, Martyrs is a perfect example. Martyrs is a fucking disturbing, bleak, and fucking soul draining movie. They tried to remake it for American audiences, and it was awful because they couldn't couldn't go as far as they did. Because there was like there's a literal, I'd say spoilers, but this movie's been out for almost twenty years, where the idea is. They basically torture these people, so when they're at the brink of death, they could see if like heaven or hell is is real. Well, that's the whole idea. Idea. that takes from an old movie called Flatliners, where they were trying. Oh to yes, yes, Keith Sutherland, and they had a remake of that one that wasn't that good. Well, okay, so like, but this is my thing, and this is gonna feed to you because this is something that you love, and it's a movie that you really dig. I'm not a fan of it; I think it's kind of over the top. But we will go back and look at movies like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, right? Oh yeah. You go back and look at movies like Dr. Giggles and shit like that, right? Oh, yes, yes. I actually just had Blu-ray release recently. And now look at movies like Terrifier. Yes. They've taken those old concepts and made them brutal. They made they brought them into a newer generation. Art the Clown is not a character that's original by any aspect, by any means. Art the Clown is a amalgamation of a bunch of different characters put together. You take the killer clowns from outer space, you take his juggernaut style ability of, uh, of, of Jason, and then you take the comedy of fucking a Freddy Krueger, you have Art the Clown. Oh yeah, and and, and um, I was so happy to hear that they announced Terrifier 3, it's coming out next October. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
and they, and they and the director literally said, if you thought the last one was was graphic, you haven't seen nothing. Yet. The like, good oh. thing is the guy like his calling card is going into dive bars and cheap ass like restaurants and pooping in the bathroom and writing his name in poop. Oh, yeah. I, I remember it was. It's also funny how like that 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 series has evolved from even going back to All Hallows Eve and all that. And it, it's a throwback. I've always said this. It's a throwback to like the '70s grindhouse horror films, where it has that graphic nature of it. Um, like there's even like we about the old versus new. There's even movies that have that maybe not are quote unquote remakes, but they're basically taking the ideas from those like. Eli Roth's The Green Inferno, which is basically an homage to Cannibal Holocaust. Now, fun fact, Cannibal Holocaust, the original name for that movie was The Green Inferno, but they changed it to Cannibal Holocaust. So Eli Roth took that name as like an homage to it. Well, there's as well actually as- a game that's called uh, Green Hell, which is based on those a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and it's like, like they're like, like with even going to Terrifier, that's a that's an homage to a lot of those grindhouse films. You watch Terrifier, you get, you feel like especially the first one, you feel like you're watching a movie from like the '70s because of how the graininess, graphic it is, and all this other stuff. Like I remember going back to Texas on Massacre, rewatching or watching the OG because I think that's the problem with with hyped up movies. Is that you think you're you're expecting all this stuff in these in these movies, right? Even the remake, where I'm thinking I'm gonna be seeing a bloodbath, like just gore, like organs, everything like that. And watching the original, it had some graphic scenes, but it, to me, I didn't feel that same from like from like this is gore, you know, and all this other stuff. It was kind of like, and that's also the issue with these hyped up movies is that even with the remake. I don't find the remake gory compared to other movies, even other remakes. Like Black Christmas 2006 was a fucking it was gory to take on either one of those movies. But like it's like the overhypeness of, of certain movies. You also have to look back. Like okay, this is the best example I can use, right? When when Grand Theft Auto Three came out, right? It was the greatest game of all time. It was like oh my yeah. god, there's never been a game like this. Try playing that right now. Oh yeah. So going back and looking at a movie like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, you're not going to get that same vibe because we have evolved as a society, right? And so we, like, we're petulant children in the fact that we want more, more, more. And so Leatherface kill count in in the 1970s version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not going to live up to what we would want now. So this is my issue as far as those remakes go. When 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 you make a remake... I will. I, what this is what I want. I want you to be honest and I pay homage to the original story. I want there to be new ideas or at least expand into the history of the lore. And then finally, I want you to add your own twist to it to make it your own. Perfect example: Rob Zombie's original Halloween, the one that he was a remake of the original uh, Wes Craven Halloween. No, it wasn't Wes Craven. Who did the original Halloween? Oh yeah, I was gonna. You talked the original. Way. Yeah, I was talking about like, oh well, yeah, like. But what I'm saying, Rob is, what I'm saying is, Rob Zombie did a beautiful adaptation and remake. That Michael was bigger, stronger, more violent. Uh, you learned more about his history with Laurie Strode and why she was the way she was towards him. 
um, why he was hunting her. You you fed into his childhood and why he became Michael Myers, the the shape. That, in my opinion, maybe some people don't like Rob Zombie's take or Rob Zombie's like series of, of Halloween, but as far as a remake from the original Halloween to Rob Zombie's, that is how you make a fucking remake. Like it was everything that you need. History, lore, bigger visuals, and, and a twist at the end. And the and the director was John Carpenter. I'll get back to him in a minute yeah. because that's a that's another one regarding a remake that became a classic. But uh, yeah, like I and I know some people didn't like the prequel part of Rob Zombie's Halloween because of the whole white trash uh, uh, language in that movie. Um, with uh, with the Rob Zombie remake, I I've like I remember seeing it as uh, I think I was. 12 years old, I saw it in the theaters and I was just blown away just by the visceral visceralness of it regarding just the violence and all this other stuff. And, and, and now as a Halloween fan, I, I more so prefer the not explaining like now being back then I loved it as a kid, but like watching the series now, and even though Halloween four is still my favorite, but uh, I liked the original for the fact that you didn't know his motives um, regarding like, we didn't know, like they didn't, they, there wasn't even a plan to make Jamie or um, Lori Strode, Michael's uh, sister and all that. So like, you know, but they went with that now regarding the remake. I, I, I do still like the remake uh, still to this day. I actually prefer the H2 Rob Zombie's Halloween two. I liked it too until the end, until it became a fucking fever dream on LSD. Fucking, you know. Well, there's two versions of the ending. There's the version that I prefer, which is the the theatrical version. The director's cut I hate because Michael speaks. I've always said this. There's a golden rule in in, in Halloween in Michael Myers. Michael never talked. Yeah, like in the theatrical version, he didn't speak, like and all that. In the remake or in the director's cut, he did. Now. Regarding that in, in, in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is I liked they they I thought Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is better than the original Halloween 2 because I felt like it handled the grief and the and the aftermath of the first one uh with Lori's character, Scott Taylor Compton. I thought I know she gets a lot of flack for her performance as Laurie Strode, but I think she's actually I really think she, I think she like in her 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 reenactment of the famous line is that the boogeyman. Oh my god, she like I she was channeling Jamie Lee Curtis in that. Yeah, and, and my, Malcolm McDowell, like Malcolm McDowell in the first Halloween Rob Zombie's Halloween was great. I didn't like I didn't his, like the fucking sellout piece of shit. That's not yeah, I didn't like it in, in Hall in, in uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Also, I still like Brad Dorf. Was great as Sheriff Brackett, especially in Halloween Two, when he finds his daughter and all that. I, oh, I, fuck, yeah, I, I thought he was like he was great, like and all that. But like, like uh, the only like there was really probably three things I didn't like about the the Rob Zombie's Halloween Two was Michael talking, the grunting whenever he stabs somebody. And then Malcolm McDowell's transformation. And I get you with that. There wasn't as much, I think, in the first movie. But I think that the idea that he's just he's the shape. He's just a shadow that goes in, kills you. I, I thought his brutality in the second and in, in the remakes was excellent. 
Yes. And and I still say Tyler Main is either – the best or the second best, Michael Myers. Well, he he brought that. Kane. Okay, so my I, I love the Jason flicks, but it wasn't he wasn't Jason until Kane Hodder. Everybody knows that. Yeah, Michael, that's Michael's build. Like the the build that we saw in the in the Rob Zombie version. That's what I feel like Michael Myers should be built as. Yeah, and, and the only one that the only Michael I liked Dick Warlock in Halloween Two. I also liked the the guy. Who played him in, I believe, Halloween four and six? Um, those are like my favorite versions, of, like in terms of before Tyler Maine, and then of course James U. Courtney, who channeled more of uh, Nick Castle from the original, but he had a more brutal. He had he had the like the the look and size of Nick Castle, but he had the brutality of Tyler Maine. So I thought it was a good mixture of the two. Well, but see, uh, going back to our talk of remakes, and this just hit me. So I was going to bring it up earlier when we were talking about the Little Mermaid. So a lot of people have an issue with her being black, right? Yeah. And I, and I hate to cut off this. I just don't have to say this because if I don't say it, then I'm going to be pissed off later on. There is another famous actor that took the role of a white character and he is black and he killed it. And if you say you don't like him, you're full of shit because. And uh, this is kind of foreshadowing. The motherfucker kills it as Nick fucking Fury. Samuel L. Oh, Jackson, yes. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson is the best version of Nick Fury you've ever fucking seen. I don't care what you say. He's amazing in that role. But really little people forget Nick Fury, the comic book character, is white. Yeah. And they had to. And basically, they've also made him black in the comics after that. So it's kind of like, which again... And I've talked about this before. I usually never care about, as long as it doesn't go with the main fundamentals of the character. If, if people are going to bitch about changing so much, then why don't they bitch about Mark Ruffalo being the Hulk when it was originally Edward Norton? Exactly. Exactly. What, and what and like, someone, with, what does someone's skin tone have to do with shit? Now, like, look, this is one thing about the Little Mermaid I don't like. They're they're fucking changing all the songs to include some fucking ideology about, like, it's. I don't know. They're changing the songs up to be woke as shit, and I don't like that. Oh, yeah. But other than that, how hard is it to make a fucking live-action remake? That's the stupidest thing. If the cart- if if James Earl Jones killed it in fucking the original Lion King, you know, everybody cried when Mufasa died. Why don't you just do yeah. that shit? Just do the same movie over, make it live-action, and have the, the, your script's done. You just gotta act it out. And you're gonna tell me that a pen and paper drawing is gonna be able to out-act you? What kind of fucking actors are you, then? And also with The Lion King, I've been one of the people that says it's technically not a live action because the entire movie is CGI. Yeah. It's like it's like the movie's already as so how is. Do you fuck that up? How the fuck do you fuck that? Oh, you go woke. That's how. Yeah. And, and that's how's that working thing. for Bud Light? Oh. Now, now, I guess what final thing we'll, we'll I'll talk about before we wrap it up. I said, so we've barely even scratched the surface with this. We could all like there could always be a part two to this. But, but see, that's that's the thing, and I need y'all to all keep in mind and look out for the Exiled Entertainment. That's going to be our next project. It's going to be oh, yes. fucking awesome. If you like this kind of conversation, you're going to love that. Yes. Uh, one other, like we, were, I mentioned John Carpenter earlier. One of the best movies of the '80s, and and one of John Carpenter's, if not his best movie. Uh, was the thing, which was a remake of the thing yeah. from another world, and so you know, and that that's that's a movie. Again, there are certain movies that like are considered some of the greatest movies of all time, 
but they but some of and some of the greatest movies of all time are remakes. The Thane, The Departed, Scarface. Uh, like I, I could go on, but those are like the top three I could think of right now of that are remakes of older movies. And some people never even heard of the thing from another world or even knew that there was an original Scarface. True. But, you know, I think ultimately what it comes down to is your opinion. And that's what makes this conversation interesting is because you can like a remake or you can like the original. You don't have to be hamstrung into one. You can have your debates about which is better, but ultimately it's a moot point in the fact that it comes down to personal preference. You know, I like this. Charlie likes that. It doesn't matter. But that being said, boss man, what are we doing now? Oh, yes. We are going to be idiot with, with me saying Texas Massacre 03 is better than the original. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you dick. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we are uh, speaking of old versus new. Next week's episode, we are going to talk about basically a time when the world wasn't in a big panic and how the world is now. In a way of old versus new in regards to that. Remember a time when before you had to, uh, where you didn't have to put a mask on. Or the only time you put a mask on is you wanted to be a character for Halloween. Or if your yeah. girlfriend was into freaky shit and she wanted you to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, that was like, like, there was a time where that was really the only times, or if you're a wrestler or in a movie or something like that, but came to a time where you had to, uh, Wear a mask, basically, to go get your groceries and go uh, buy a movie. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, you know, and then and then there's a tie, and then now where it's kind of like things are back to normals to a certain extent, if ever normal was ever existed. But that will be, of course, next week's episode, which we will be talking about the pandemic. Before and after. So it's kind of like a continuation for old versus new, except this is, has to do with real life. So with that, I thank everybody for watching and look forward to the Exile Entertainment coming very soon. We're getting the uh, final touches on that as in the uh, wheels of motion. And with that, I'm, of course, the House of Chayden. Next to me is Dan. Nope. And... We will see you next time. Until then, take care, guys. Set on him was death, and hell followed with him. <laughs>